I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a big newsy, newsy Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. On Veterans Day, we got a veteran right here next to us. AJ Hoffman. AJ, how do you approach veterans? Do you want special treatment? No. Uh, the kids, do you want them to bring you breakfast in bed because you saved the country? Like, freedom. I picked up a free coffee this morning at uh, the local coffee shop. Do you by go my to house. Denny's on your birthday? No. Uh, typically, I go to a uh, Brazilian steakhouse. You know, I'm a fan of those. Do they give you a free meal? Often, you can get a, at least like a lunch price on your dinner portion. And that, I'll, that's I'll the level that. you're at at this point. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. Because remember, on The Sopranos, when Janice showed up the first time, she wanted a $200 therapeutic pillow. And Tony goes, that's the level she's working at. <laughs> <laughs> the pillow and a couple nights free here. I mean, you want, you know, oh, I'll take it like those steakhouses. I love them. You know, like the, uh, like w- w- Texas Day Brazil, yeah, right? Yeah. I love it, but I hate it. And I boycott it, to be candid. You got mad because they charge you for every soda. Because they serve in a can. I don't care what their rationale is. A lot rationale. of Mexican restaurants do that, too. I don't care what their rationale is. I think it's Hispanic. But I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't care what their rationale is. If I'm spending like $50 on a meal, I should have a second Diet Coke and not have to think it's an incremental increase. I, I agree. When it comes to that price point, there should be... I haven't gone for five years. Who knows? That's thousands of dollars they probably Probably lost. so. That's foolish of them. <laughs> well, we do want to... And, you know, personally... 
I have a, a bias to veterans. I mean, to me, if someone, uh, especially when it's a choice, I mean, first off, if you're in a foreign war, it's like, it doesn't matter if you got drafted or not, you went and you fought. But, you know, when you're choosing to, you know, defend the country, support us, obviously, I think those guys uh, deserve, a, you know, days and, you know, for all the veterans out there, thank you. And <sighs> I like, Let's handle, you know what I think we do? Let's knock out the newsy stuff. I've got a prop bet. I'm going to just tease it ahead a little bit here. It might be my prop bet of the year I like today. I've got my prop bet of the year today, too. Well, I tell you, it's not what you sent me by email, is it? Yes, it is. You don't want that. No, no. I think that can be a prop bet. Maybe I may press the green button. It should not be your prop bet of the year. Okay. You don't, I mean, all I'm saying, why bug? I mean, do you really want to bug me and think it's your prop bet of the year? I, I no, don't think that, the answer, I don't no. think I have to buck you to like, that. No, I think you do. It's though. gotten home the last two weeks. Well, that's what ends up happening is people. I, I, well, you didn't bet the same bet the last two weeks. I'm you're saying now your bet and my bet both would have gotten home the last two weeks. Oh, okay, I'm fine with that. But what I'm it's saying it's not is, bucking you is what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying I don't like your bet. I mean, I I looked at it. and I said, mm, I'm not sure about that. And all I'm saying is you you can still give it. I'm just saying okay. you got the whole year. Why would you give you? I, I, it's not my prop bet of the year. It's a prop. It's my that, prop bet all, of the week. That's the one that I, I give out every say. Thursday. That's all I was saying. Don't but, make it a prop bet of the year. But I am curious to hear your rationale on why you don't like it. Tune in 6:45 or so. All right, AJ let's, Huff. Let's get into the news on a day where OBJ finds a landing. Spot. The Panthers turn to a familiar face at quarterback, and the Ravens and the Dolphins square off on Thursday night football. What is the Vegas lead, RJ? We're going to start with OBJ, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little newsy stinger, and then you can tell us what happened. Odell Beckham Jr. signs a deal with the Los Angeles Rams per sources. The consensus Super Bowl odds tick up. They are now plus 750, third favorite to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so whenever Vegas moves, it means collectively the market, and the market is very intelligent. If the market wasn't, you could easily beat it, and you can't. So they say this matters. I think it does. I think the thing that people get wrong oftentimes is they'll be like, hey, that he will be the third receiver. He'll be the, you know, the third and fourth receivers are sometimes more important than the first receiver. Now, you might say that sounds crazy, but think of all the first receivers there are in the NFL. So there's going to be what? One per team, right? 32 of them. How many of them can handle? what the defense gives them no matter what. So, Belichick, it's famous. He'll say, we want to make him play left-handed, which means he wants to take away what they're most comfortable with and make him beat you with what they're not as comfortable with. And to me, if there might be a hand, or there are a handful of receivers, even if you double them, even if you try to stop them, you're not going to stop them. Jerry Rice, they t- leagues, the whole league was trying to stop them for like, couldn't do Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. <laughs> you know, you go through the list, right? Calvin Johnson. There's not many of those guys in any given year. There might be five, six, seven of them. Then you've got the next tier. They're still number ones on the team, but they can get shut down if the other team wants to shut them down. Well, what happens? Now, because you're using extra resources to shut down the number one, how good's the number two? And something that Belichick does that I think is very interesting, he'll put his shutdown corner on the number two, man-to-man. And then he'll double with one press coverage and a bracket over top. I sound like I know a little bit here. Is the number one. So now, what's the number three going to do? And that, because no team has like a third really good cornerback. You know, the, the, the nickel corner usually is not elite. Nope. Now, now, you look at like Denver, when they were at full strength, they, they did have uh, abundance of coverage guys. When the Ravens are healthy, they've got it, but they're never oh, that's never the case. I mean, it's, you know, that's <laughs> Jimmy some... Smith, Marcus Peters, never healthy. Yeah. So maybe if it's summer solstice <laughs> at noon, perhaps. The blood but, moon. Yeah. Other than that, is it's rare. Well, who, where's an example of when a third receiver made a big difference? Antonio Brown. 
there was questions. Would he mean something? It's like now you've got when you've got uh, two guys that were there and good, and now you bring in Brown, then you bring in Gronk. It, you could say it's an embarrassment of riches, but more importantly, you've got the ability where no matter what the defense does, someone can make a play. I think the Rams they had Jackson, and the funny thing is Jackson wasn't happy with his numbers, but he led the league with the Rams this year in yards per reception. Now what Raiders right? But yes. I think he'll make a difference there potentially, especially taking the top off the defense. But to me, this OBJ moving the line isn't just. And again, we're talking about Super Bowl odds. I don't believe that it's just his reputation. It isn't just his oversized brand. I think as even a good receiver, to be a third receiver and be good is meaningful. I think it's a good thing for the Rams. I agree. I think that he will be the third best receiver on the Rams. I think they've, uh, unquestioned, they've, Cooper Cup is the best. He's the best receiver in the league this year, Cooper Cup is. And I think Robert Woods is about as good of a number two as you're going to find. I think OBJ, if he, I think when he weighed these options, he probably realized that's where he'll at least be to start, much like Antonio Brown knew that when I come in, hey, I'm the third guy. Yeah, but I've got to earn Brown it. probably only had Tampa Bay that would take him. That's probably fair. Because uh, Brady was vouching for him. Yes, but I do think that it's it's interesting that Deshaun left, Deshaun Jackson left, or asked to leave because he wasn't getting enough touches. Got mm-hmm. eight, eight receptions on the year. Said I'd, I'd like to touch the ball more, even though, like you said, per reception a lot. Odell Beckham's complained about not getting the ball enough. If he's going to be the third guy there, is he going to be happy with that number of footballs being thrown to him? It's a good point because I right away I was thinking, well, what's his choice? But in truth, he had other choices here where at Green Bay, in theory, he would have been the number two. And I got to be candid with you. I thought he'd go to Green Bay. And I don't know Odell's rationale. I don't have any special insight into how he thought about this. But it feels like kind of a superficial surface decision. It feels like L.A. is bigger than Green Bay. It's cold in Green Bay. And it feels like if you're going to Hollywood, it doesn't feel like you've downgraded. And a Cleveland to Hollywood feels like an upgrade. And he can kind of present perhaps to himself, to the world, that it was a good move. Where you go to Green Bay, maybe it's not as clear, but maybe Green Bay was the better football situation. The the team that I had heard the most was the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, but see, with the Saints, he would have been maybe a number one, but the odds of winning the Super Bowl are significantly less. I think the Saints having a backup quarterback for the rest of the season probably soured him to that. Yeah, but even, I mean, Winston's a backup quarterback. Right. Right. I mean, so, I mean, he's not a top quarterback at this point, I think that the Saints, he would have got, if he's, in a weird way, you make a great point, a roundabout way, is if Odell wants it to be about, oh, where is he? What's the nightlife look like? Does the brand suffer? Rams were the best choice. But if he wanted to play more or to be more active with targets, receptions, number one would have been the Saints. Number two would have been Green Bay. Number three, the Rams on that list. Or the Ravens, another team that got talked about. Hmm. See, staying in division and with another coach, that's the thing. The thing about McVay is he's the type to say, we're going to do it our way. We're not going to, but we're not going to let the uh, players dictate, but we're going to give them flex. I mean, I would say McVay's a young player's coach. Harbaugh's not. That's true. So it feels like that would have been. And again, the Patriots calling today right here in FSR was talking about uh, Patriots wanted him from what he had heard, like badly. That's the kind of thing you give a Randy Moss credit for going in there and, and playing hard and, and, and obviously resurrecting his career back in the day. OBJ, it felt like he made the most glamorous decision that maybe wasn't the best football decision and certainly wasn't the decision that would have been the most demanding. Patriots would have been demanding. Saints would have been demanding. He didn't want that. That makes a lot of sense. I think even Green Bay may have been, it may have been a lot of pressure on him because who knows what the Aaron Rodgers thing is down the road. Like maybe that's not it. This is a one year deal, though. Who knows what Aaron Rodgers is for the rest of this year? Well, what do you mean? 
I don't think that you're not saying anything that makes sense. What 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 could happen? I mean, they feel like the Rock, Packers aren't. There's, there's a ten percent chance he or a small chance he doesn't play this week. Then what? I think there's a small chance that Aaron Rodgers plays like an unmotivated, lame duck quarterback. Uh, yeah, but that's the, the same thing that you that people thought, and I thought was a possibility entering the year. And though his numbers are not like last year, Aaron Rodgers' numbers this year are better than any year he's had in the last five, except for last year. So I to me. If motivation is the issue, I think he's passed that test. If winning a Super Bowl is the priority, did he make the best move? Uh, mathematically, that's interesting. So right now, if we look at it, and if we just say, okay, let's adjust back and assume that Green Bay would have had a similar adjustment. So the Rams were in that eight to eight and a half to one range, eight to one range, and now they're seven and a half to one. So a fifty cent increase, you know, a tick up. So let's assume they go back to eight to one, right? If they didn't get OBJ, the Rams, and let's say the Packers at ten to one got them, maybe the Packers go to nine to one. So we're starting to split hairs, right? Yes, mathematically the Rams have a better chance to win the Super Bowl based on the betting market than the Packers, but it's so close that wouldn't have been the decision. And the two teams ahead of the Rams in the betting market are the Bucks and the Bills, who didn't have room for them to begin with. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's a good way to say it, right? And because uh, the Rams are now the third favorite, Tampa Bay five and a half to one, the Bills somehow six to one. AJ's team. All right, let's take our first break. We only have handled one of the breaking news stories, but I think quite adroitly. What would you say? Well, I don't know what adroitly means, but it sounds like we did. It a sounds good, job. good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to try to do the same with Cam. And I've got. Listen, this has been a surprise. This feels like, oh, he was there, now he's back. Who cares? The betting market did care. All that and more coming up next. But first, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. If you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. The government runs a business. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at Cam Newton to the Panthers and what kind of an impact that will have going forward. Okay, you're a longtime radio guy. I was faced with a dilemma just a few minutes ago. Okay. Quick, just quick, tell me what I should have done. A lot of guys like Jonas, uh, alum of the show, he said he won't eat anything like from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. He just wants to be focused and doesn't want to worry about something in his teeth. I agree with him. Me, I tend to try to see how close to my first words can I shove something in my mouth. And usually it's like 10 seconds, right? Now, I'm smart enough to know if it's like a big Danish all at once, it takes 20 seconds maybe. So I've figured that out over the years. <laughs> but today I, I skipped lunch. I was, it was meetings and everything nonstop. And we have like a big uh, exotic um, basket of foods. like Charcuterie. Like, yeah, I don't even know what that is. A sausage, cheap. And I thought, should I have to, you know, with the mics and everything, like just cut that open, just start taking big hunks and bites of cheese and shoving crackers. And I decided yes. Okay. How would you have handled it? I would not have done what you did. No, that's the difference. I'm RJ Bell. We are <laughs> the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. It's not just the sausage being shoved in, it's you helping us spread the word. We appreciate it. We try to have fun, but we try to give you the correct information. I think we do a good job of that, and we thank you so much for the support. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Here in Vegas in November, 77 degrees on the Strip, the neon is flowing. So, we know Sam Darnold is out for at least four weeks. The Panthers will start P.J. Walker at quarterback this week, but they bring in Cam Newton, an old face, to help soften the load on P.J. Walker or take the job from P.J. Walker, presumably, for the rest of this time without Darnold. My question to you is... Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second. You think Darnold's taking the job back from Cam? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, no. Okay, Darnold's paid for next year already. I know. I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. For this year, Cam is going to be paid whatever he's paid. Probably the VAT minimum. $4.5 million fully Shut guaranteed. Up. Shut up. No way. No, I I'm, believe it. Okay. I, I, just I mean, don't if, it. if it's wrong, it's on them, not me. No, God, it's not wrong. I'm just saying it's unbelievable. A 1.5 million roster bonus. Uh, and it's this, it's that, crazy. That contract frees up 1.5 million in cap space for the Patriots. <laughs> Listen, do me a favor. <laughs> pull, pull up the exact details of Cam's contract with the Patriots this year. The Patriots got him this year after he started for them, the returning freaking starter. They got him for cheaper than when. What is it? Ten weeks have gone by and no one's taken him, and Cam walks in and somehow gets more from Carolina. I mean, Jesus! I'm going to start reevaluating te Temper. 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 And because listen, he is a by all accounts one of the sharpest operators, the owner now of Carolina on the in the hedge fund world, and the hedge funds are it's like you know Bobby and billions. And I mean, obviously that's a TV show, but the fact of the matter is that those guys, this is the smartest of the smart. I mean, it's one of the examples is like guys that are like 30 years old that are analysts can make five, six, seven million in these hedge funds. What do you think the guy who is running it is making? I mean, it's billions of dollars they make a year. We Listen, when you get to that level, it's hard to even comprehend it. But you think about, oh, so-and-so signed a contract, you know, grew. 100 million over 10 years. Okay, 10 million a year. 
there's 30-year-old pimply-faced analysts making that in these hedge funds, and the guys on top are making billions. Wags, five sticks wired now to Wendy Rhodes' personal account. Now, a stick is a million dollars. Did you know that? I, I was aware. Okay, so imagine a million being a... Hey, throw them three sticks. <laughs> That'd be nice. I mean, I'm thinking Wrigley's gum at that point. <laughs> the New England Patriots re-signed Cam for a one-year... No, that's wrong, first of all. It was... It was a, Mackenzie, all joking aside, let's do a little lesson here. Do you understand the difference between guarantees and bonuses that could potentially be reached. Like to make 14, he would have had to win the Super Bowl, win the MVP. I mean, can you just dig in and get the right number? Yes, sir. I mean, did you really think he was getting paid 14 million? Did no. you? No. Then why did you put 14 million up? Well, I understand that after they released him, they didn't wouldn't have to pay the No, the no. Did up. you think he was going to make 14 million under what circumstances? Playing out the year. You 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 thought that? Oh. Oh, look it up and get the right information. That's Mackenzie Rivers, who's had a horrible couple of days. I mean, a D minus, would you think? So here we go. Adam Schefter. AJ, report. what would you say? I'd say I would. I was going to go flat D. All right, go ahead. Uh, it says the deal is close to fourteen million. Newton will receive a two million dollars signing. Well, first off, let's get something straight. When was that out? Because this was in March. Because right, these report, meaning relative to when the announcement is made. Because it's usually three, four, five days later you get the truth of these deals. It says 1.5 was fully guaranteed base pay for 2021. Okay. 1.5 million in per game roster bonuses, which those didn't really come through. Wait, per game? Yeah, 1.5 million per how game roster be? bonuses. How could that be? Because over for 17 games, how much does that add up to? That, that's where how they would have gotten to the 14. No, seven times 1.5. I mean, wait a minute. 17 times 1.5 is what? It's more than 17 million. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. See, well, something. Said, go, these the logic of this stuff never seems to work. It says a hundred thousand dollar in workout bonus and up to 8.5 million in incentives that are tied to playing time, okay. playoffs, there Pro Bowl, go. All Pro selections, and Super Bowl MVP. I right, and so exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it's like I don't even have to look it up, and I understand this stuff. So, but somehow the researcher can't get it. So basically, he got a two million dollar signing bonus and a 1.5 million fully guaranteed base pay is what he got. Okay. So, and the Panthers paid him more. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's getting paid more by Carolina to play. I don't know if it's half a year to get paid more, but if you prorate that over a year, and and and, and literally no one wanted Cam this entire time. No now I don't. I mean, I guess in theory, Cam could have said no to teams, but we didn't hear any reports of that. You don't think the, you don't think he would have taken a call from the I Saints? Think, I think he would have. That's what I'm saying. I'm just being. I, I like to be accurate. Right? Fair. I mean, you know, it's hard, but yes, the Carolina got took, and what we know is that the ownership group is very good in hedge funds. They don't seem so good at the football stuff yet. And if you look at what they did with um, specifically with Sam Darnold and that. 50-year option, it bears repeating for a minute. And let's think about what happened here. With rookies, the way it was, and this is going to evolve under the new CBA, and I think it's just the money that evolves, but there's always going to be this 50-year option, at least under this contract. Now, what does that mean? Is if you're a first-round pick, you have a fifth year that the team has an option on. It's the team's option. They can say, we want them or we don't. Mitch Trubisky, they said, no, thank you. And then, thus, he after his fourth year, he was done with the Bears. He could have resigned there, but he went to the Bills. Okay. Now, here's the thing that makes it a little bit interesting. You have to decide on the fifth year after the third year. So, third year happened. So, Baker Mayfield, his third year happened. They picked up his fifth-year option in the offseason. Now, he plays his fourth year. So, Sam Darnold was in the same spot. Now, the Jets didn't have to make that decision. They didn't. They sent him in the rights to Carolina. Now, Carolina had a chance before the season started to say, no, fifth-year, no. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't have re-signed him. It was just, we don't want to prepay a pretty big number. And I actually think Baker Mayfield's was $19 million as I dug into it. So Sam's would have been incrementally lower, not not way Oh, I, I'm sorry. So Baker's would have been in the mid-20s because he was the one pick. And then I think, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. So Sam's would have been 19. Yeah, about 19. Think about that. $19 million with a, when his first three years were as bad as any quarterback has ever played the game. 
for the Jets. And they're saying, we're not only going to commit to this year, we'll commit to the next year. And you know what? We don't need to, but we want to make sure we lock them up. We don't want anyone grabbing Sam Darnold away from us. Now, how dumb is that? Especially you gave a second and a fourth rounder to do that? Yeah, to do that. Oof. And the Jets were just, the Jets said, we don't think this Wilson's all that good, but we got to get rid of this guy. What do you think the odds are that the Panthers make the playoffs? Because if they're going to pay him that kind of money, they've got to really believe they're going to make the playoffs. See, I disagree with that. I think that when they traded for Gilmore, the cornerback of the Patriots, that was a sign of a lot of optimism for this year. Because this is his last year on his contract. They could resign him, but they were signing, you know, Gilmore for the rights this year. And and the trade wasn't for a lot of assets. It was like a sixth or seventh round pick for Gilmore. But he has a big paycheck this year. So why bring in I mean, usually teams try to offload pay in a year they don't think they're gonna, you know, once they see they're not gonna be a playoff team. I think Carolina's owner has mandated we're gonna try everything we can to win in any situation and money's not really an object. Which I can accept that except when there's a salary cap, money is an object. Your 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 the amount you can spend is dictated to you. Now there's ways to finagle it, you can kick the can down the road, but within reason it's dictated to you. I think with Cam, it's a lot like John Gruden before the controversy. The, everyone thought the Raiders made a bad decision. But I think the Raiders had a specific reason to get Gruden. They needed to get to Vegas. Financially, they were in trouble in Oakland. Yep. So bring in a circus master who's going to get a lot. He's going to distract from anything other than him because Gruden was the. And all of a sudden, everyone wakes up and they're in Vegas. Right? It didn't feel like a big transition because Gruden was getting all the attention. And that helped the Raiders franchise by billions, their, their valuation. So you pay $100 million or less now for Gruden to get all the attention, to distract, and all of a sudden you get yourself to Las Vegas. I think Carolina is trying to distract from the fact they're not going to have a very good year at this point. Bring in a hero and you know, let's give him some attention. It's almost like Kobe's last year, that was, or last two years. It wasn't a good financial contract. They paid Kobe. But it was a way to fill up the you know the arena every day, keep people kind of contented, and then bridge to the next. Now it took them a while to bridge, but they did bridge to the next superstar, LeBron. So to me, doesn't this feel like if you're a fan of Carolina, whatever discontent you have about Sam Darnold and anything else, all of a sudden now it's like, but Cam's back. That's a good thing. They, he brought them to a Super Bowl. That was a long time it ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was like five years ago. <laughs> it feels like forever yeah, ago. Yeah, but the, you don't get guys off the scrap heap that are MVPs. No, meaning, meaning he is probably the best quarterback unsigned right now, but, right? But there's a reason he was on the scrap heap. And, yeah. and he was not good last year. But he's better than Sam Darnold. I agree. So if you can upgrade a quarterback and bring in a returning hero, yeah, you overpay, you have to. But why do you have to? I don't get it. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Next story, Mr. A.J. Hoffman. The Dallas Cowboys uh, lose Randy Gregory, placed on IR, their best pass rusher. The point spread goes from nine or nine and a half to nine now. The, the, the Cowboys favored over the Falcons. Okay, so just to wrap up the great debacle of the contract. So what we agreed was Cam's numbers were they had he had a guarantee, he had some very makeable like roster bonuses, and then a huge chunk of it, like eight and a half million, was bonuses that were let's say MVP of the Super Bowl type. That are unlikely. Now what they try to do is finagle it because if the bonuses are impossible to make, it's something different with the salary cap. They want to make it where it seems possible, but it really isn't and you know Belichick's but I think they had time man of the year and sexiest man alive like Nobel Peace well, Prize I think the Nobel Prize they, they didn't accept that at the league office but yeah Cam got it was cheap here's the thing about Dallas the defense in general is overrated now it's better the Cowboys defense than we expected entering the year so if the question is how good is the Cowboy defense compared to what was expected it's better it's improved. Quinn gets credit, no doubt. Is it as good as it's appeared on the field? No. Why? Because they've had a lot of high leverage, high variance plays go in their favor. Interceptions being the most high leverage. 
you pick a ball off, it is a game changer, literally. And that's all Trayvon Diggs has done. And otherwise, he's been beat. And if you look at his PFF grade, not good, but he's had some big splash plays. And for those who do dig into the analytics, this is something where if you look at the success rate versus the EPA, EPA will give those jumbo plays big numbers. Success rate just grades every play, yes or no, was it a success? So, when a team has a low success rate but a higher EPA relative to the league, that means they've gotten kind of lucky. Now, certain teams will have big playmakers that will do that, but not as much as the variance that you see. So, I think that Dallas losing another player from an overrated unit, the player, as Mike Lombardi said today, friend of the show, this was their joker. So, what's a joker? Is they can line him up left, they can line him up right. He's the guy that you can almost the, the queen on the chessboard that you can move around and you can say, hey, he's going to be here, he's going to be here. And the defense has trouble game planning for him. So now you take that guy off the field. His name recognition isn't, you know, when you're calling him that guy, the name recognition isn't that good. But I think the impact for the Cowboys is the downward impact, the negative impact is significant. Patriots taking money. They go from one and a half point favorites against Cleveland to two and a half point uh, favorites against Cleveland. So we're shifting gear, games here? I thought that's what you wanted. You said one no, minute no, on each fine. one. That's fine. Yeah. No, I was just making sure that that was clear because we do jump to Belichick and New England in every topic, typically. Yes. We're <laughs> moving on to the, the Browns Patriots game. So just to close this one, Diggs and McKenzie coming through here. Now, is this number correct, 52? It's not 25? I triple-checked. Okay. (laughs) Diggs gets a 52 grade. Now, is it fair to say a 70 is a low-level starter? Yes. Okay. So, it's 18 points below a low-level starter with his supposedly breakout year. Obviously, there's subjectivity to the grades, but I don't think that much subjectivity. So, we will get to that Cleveland Browns and Patriots line move, which was significant. Fox Sports Radio, I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. For those concerned, I was able to eat during that news break, so I feel like my sugar levels are a little bit better. I might have been a little mad, a little too mad at McKenzie, but you think about it, all the times I let it go, he's got a lot more common. <laughs> I mean, there's a store. Remember Mr. Teen Rocky Three when he was beating him? He was like, got a lot of more, got a lot of more. That's kind of scary. Let's shift to that Patriots game. Browns, we're seeing a significant line move. Yeah, the Browns now two and a half point dogs to the Patriots. They were one and a half point underdogs yesterday. McKenzie's got some information on the practice uh, problems that the Browns are having right now. Well, here we go. It's a chance at redemption. McKenzie. Baker Mayfield has been limited in practice with a foot injury, and the Browns have signed two running back to their practice squad to make up for the fact that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will not be out there on Sunday. Okay, so Chubb is out at this point. It's not official yet. He could have two <laughs> negative tests. Okay, but but what you're saying is it it, it, it is COVID-related? Yes. Yeah, he has COVID, but he is vaccinated, so he's got the, the lesser standards to meet to get back on the field. Not like Aaron Rodgers had to go through like the quarantine and stuff. He's just got to have two negative tests and he can be back. I got to say, the messaging on this vaccine needed some work. <laughs> because if, if you keep hearing about the people that have COVID that got the vaccine, <laughs> now I get it, right? Is the, the hospital numbers are much, much lower, the chance of getting it much, but that's marketing, right? You got to make it where that, those kind of things are not naturally being said. Because McKenzie wanted to be vaccine, vaccinated so much, he actually lied to the government about it. Wouldn't you say? Is that fair to say? That's fair, yeah. Yeah, but it was a, it was a little white lie, right? <laughs> and I don't know if Walmart's the government. It's kind of close, close, I guess. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. We got, coming up, a big Thursday game. Now, usually Thursday, I'm kind of half and half on. I'll be candid. But the reason this one's a big one, I'm going to probably give my prop bet of the year. And AJ, who was thinking of doing that, is going to be... I'm going to convince him not. He'll give his prop bets back, but it won't be bad of the year because I'm not sure I agree with it. That's coming up next. But first, if you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoppin. Let's take a look at that. The uh, the Thursday night football game. Between, yeah, that sounds good. I almost said Monday night football. <laughs> that would be even more exciting. But this is a good game. We've got the Ravens eight and a half, and it's gone up. It opened six and a half, and it was seven and a half as recent as this morning. I guess this is the public money piling in on the Ravens. Is that your guess? I, for sure, right? And you know what? It's probably correct. And here's what I mean. There's a narrative that goes around. That quite frankly, we started because we were the first to really talk about it, which is Thursday night's a huge advantage for the home team. And we've talked about the longer travel makes it even more difficult when it is longer for the road team. 
But what we figured out about, oh, I don't know, a year ago, was even more prevalent on Thursday Night Football, even more important to who wins the game, is who, how good the teams are. And you may say, RJ, doesn't that always matter? Yeah, but typically, how good the teams are, then you have the point spread, so it's supposed to even that out. Well, the point spread is created on these Thursday night games in the same way, right? How much better is this team? How many more yards a game? How many more efficiency improvement? Whatever. But on Thursday night, it's more about, as they say, the Jimmys and the Joes than the X's and the O's. Right? X's and O's meaning the schemes, the coaching. The Jimmys and the Joes meaning how good are these players. So imagine you had an extreme case where there was a basketball game and there was a week to prepare. So Bobby Knight back in the day or whomever is coming up with all these ideas. Belichick with two weeks in the Super Bowl, he's done things like against the Rams and the greatest show on turf. Okay, you got time to put in a lot of stuff. So the Super Bowl would be where the X's and O's means more. Here you've got three days in between, right? Not 14. So, or seven typically, or six typically. And because of that, the short prep time, there's not time to put in anything tricky. It's pretty much play basic. Now, who has advantages when you're playing basically? Who's better? Right? It's like rolling out the ball in a basketball. There's no prep time. We're picking up fives and going. There's no play. Talent wins. Talent wins. That's a great way to say it. Talent wins. And when the talent disparity is significant, it means a ton. So, when there's been a favorite on Thursday night football, eight and a half or more, and this goes back to 2006, 68% against the spread. 68%. 28 winners. 13 losers. You're not hearing that anywhere else, just in case you're wondering. That is exclusive. And it's probably the most important thing in this game. Oh, by the way, when they're on the road, you're saying, hey, road matters, right? 78%. Big favorites on the road are 7-2 and two against the spread. Now, that's only nine games, but when you have it in a bigger group that involves f- over 40, so there's 50 games in total in the big favorite group, and we're talking 68%. And, and, and just to be clear, that wouldn't be 50 because the overall is 41, and then the nine is a subset of that. So there's yeah. 41 overall. That was my mistake, overall games. But it's 68% overall, 78%, 7 and 2 when it's on the road. So that trumps the whole road issue. Thoughts on that? I think it's, it's really good. And I, I think the Dolphins are just a mess right now. I think there's matchup advantages all over the field for the Ravens. So the Ravens, this, this it makes a lot of sense that there's money coming in on these Ravens. All right, so you're going to give your best bet, and then we can decide if it's a game of the year once I have a chance to rebut it. All right, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson over 27.5 pass attempts. The prop market's stuck in the past on this one. Jackson threw the ball 28 times or more in a game, just 10 times his first three seasons in the league. This year, he's done that six of the eight games he's played. The other two times, he threw 26 and 27 passes. The Ravens' offense has changed fundamentally, and this prop just isn't accounting for it. The Ravens are throwing 54% of the time. That number the last two years has been around 45%. They were the lowest in the league the last two years. This year, they're they're outside the so what you're five. saying here simply with a lot of numbers, and I like the research, is what you're saying is that it's the numbers are being derived, the props from long history, but they've changed. Yes. The Ravens are throwing more, and you're saying, I want to go over attempts, not completions, attempts. attempts. Make it official. Over 27 and a half pass attempts for Lamar Jackson tonight. Here's why I don't like it. I don't, I'm not saying I hate it, but here's why I don't like it. Is Lamar against man-to-man defenses, and Miami plays as much man-to-man as anyone. And Miami blitzes as much as anyone. He tends to want to run the ball. And meaning him himself run the ball. So, in general, so if you look at his PFF grade, now is that grade? um, Rushing grade. Rushing grade, that's what I thought. Now, this is great. So, PFF breaks it down, and this is my best bet. Now, your best bet stands. This is my best bet. 
Lamar Jackson rushing yards over 65 and a half. And you might say, RJ, that's a big number. RJ, it's a big Thursday game. Everyone likes to bet the over. I agree. We're fighting that here. But here's the thing. Miami blitzes a ton. And against the blitz, Lamar's rushing grade is a 90. Against the non-blitz, it's a 59. Think about that. That's PFF's grades. He is so good against the blitz where he'll let him pass him by and he'll run the ball. Right? And number two, against man-to-man, they get their backs turned to him. Right? So you got to play zone against a running quarterback. Well, Miami has trouble playing a zone. Now, they were playing more zone than they typically do. But I think this is my prop bet of the year. At least Thursday night prop bet of the year will make it. Lamar Jackson over 65 and a half rushing yards. Two of the last three games have been his two highest rushing yards. Two of the three rushing highest games of the year for Lamar. I like it. If you missed any of today's show, including... You know, I think the highlight was just my best bet. So I know you just listened, but hey, that was the best. I liked where you yelled at McKenzie. That was my favorite part. Well, that was the most true. And where you made fun of me for getting Veterans Day discounts. We are back <laughs> at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time tomorrow. And we'll have the big Friday rundown. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Veterans Day. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 